Hello, everybody. Today, I'm going to be continuing my divisional series here uh, with the Metropolitan Division. But I thought, how can I make this episode even more epic, even better? So I'm bringing in a very special guest to help me do that. It's Mike Rogerson from the Five Hole Fantasy Hockey Podcast. We're bringing you players from each team that we find interesting. And we're getting the biz on the regular, all right? You are listening to Fantasy NHL Today. Everybody. Thank you so much for joining me. This is Fantasy NHL Today, and I am your host, Blake Creamer. Please follow me on Twitter at Blake Creamer SE. We've also got a Discord, a uh, you know struggling Discord with basically no members, so you got to get your biscuits in there. Come on, please. Um, you know, I need some help with that. Uh, um, yeah, it's off season. People don't care about my Discord, and that's that's unfortunate. But uh, we're gonna get it get it cooking for the season coming up here. Also, I just started an Instagram. So get your biscuits over there as well. It's uh, Fantasy NHL Today, all one word. You got to check it out. I'm putting all kind of Instagram filters on things. Yeah, pe- people like that. Um, but I digress. I've got my man here, Mike Rogerson. Mike, thank you so much for joining me. He's from the Five Hole Fantasy crew, and we're going to get to biz. Mike, how you doing today? I'm doing good, man. How you doing today? Uh, you know what? I feel pretty good. I, I get a little carried away with my intros. I do that. Um, but, you know, when they got energy. a man. Good energy. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I was just going to say, when I got a man as legendary as yourself, you know, you got to rise to the occasion. All right. Well, when you got a man as slow and behind the beat as me, you need a guy to pick it up. It's good. Oh, there you go. You know what? Mike and I are both on the West Coast. And uh, it's funny, it's 1030, but this is like, I'm tired. All right. I need like... You know, the afternoon, that's that's when I'm good to go. Morning, you know, we're, we're, we're getting there. We're, we're, we're chugging the coffees. We're, we're doing all that. But we're getting to biz, and we do that. All right, cool. So, um, yeah, first, Mike, while well, I got you here, buddy, what, uh, how, how's the offseason been treating you here? The offseason's been, been pretty great, actually, um, other than Canada burning down. Yeah, uh, everything smells like barbecue, uh, but it's it's good. It's really good. Uh, like I was telling you offline, right after this, I'm going to the beach with the family. So I'm not huge into to the beach, but we got a really nice spot to go to, so that makes it fun. Oh man, it's awesome. And yeah, speaking of it, I, I look outside and I'm so grateful. Like we, you know, we, we can actually see like the clouds and the sky. Like what's going on on the East Coast? There, it's just crazy. Um, you know, we we've had that here on the West Coast lots too. But yeah, it seems like it's getting a lot of attention. So that, that sucks. Um, yeah. What else? So how's your how's your playoff pools going? You're you're in. Uh, we're in a couple of playoff pools together. I know my my situation is not great, but uh, what's what's yours like? <laughs> Uh, I'm really good at putting on playoff pools. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I did improve by a lot this year uh, in my placement. I think I made, I might be top 50 in the... <laughs> nice. That in, sounds in the, legit. Yeah. In the uh, anything goes pool. I mean, we've got a hundred people in that one uh, and I'm middle of the pack. And then in the one league, I, I only joined one league this year instead of six uh, and I think I'm, I've moved my way up to seventh out of 12, but I'm, I'm <laughs> the thing. I mean, really, I just suck at them. 
I was going to give you a big, long explanation why, but really, I'm just not very good. No, you know what? I'm with you on it. It's different. It's, it's a yeah. different ball game, these playoffs. It's just it's like a pick em, right? It's, it's like, it's it like March Madness, you know? Yeah. Um, who, like Florida-Vegas final. What the hell? I mean, exactly. I guess we shouldn't be surprised with Vegas, really, but Florida? No. Nah. Well, and I mean, I, I mentioned on Twitter the other day, like, we are all very surprised with Florida, but really, like, last year, they were a historical, off, like, offensive season, right? Like, they had the biggest offensive output since, like, Pittsburgh in the 90s. So they're only a year away from that, and they, yeah, they got rid of Huberto, who's a hundred point guy, and they replaced him with a hundred and ten point guy. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, and the their only problem last year was they had this amazing Vesna caliber goalie who was playing like crap, and now he's not. So, it's really it's not crazy that they're here. It's just nobody really thought about that because they were so mediocre all season, but. Um, I don't know. I have no emotional attachment to any yeah. team in the in the finals, but it's still it's still the finals, right? It's still the finals. Yeah. Come, when the cup's on the line, I'll I'll watch the whole game for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know what? I get some emotional attachment when I have players in the on the teams, uh, but you know, as we're talking about playoff pools, like I'm basically yeah. I just got I just got done right off the bat. You know, my team like yeah. I had Edmonton, I had Boston, I had Colorado, and some like gone. You know, well, I thought I, I was being smart. In, in, uh, yeah, and that's not smart because it's hockey. No. <laughs> <laughs> but the way, I, the way I set up the playoff pools, at least the, the ones I set up, anyways, they are sort of do or die. Like, I always try to set them up so you don't have to put in much effort because you shouldn't be at this point. Like, um, so it is kind of like you either guess right at the start or you don't. You know, like, I don't, yeah, yeah. If, if I'm running a pool, there's not that many people who want to actually spend the amount of time we spend in the regular season, you know? So you either hit it or you don't. Like if anybody picked Florida or Vegas players, they're, they're going to win. That's pretty much yeah. what it comes down to. Yeah, for sure. Buddy, I miss, I, I'm so excited for the season already. I'm like, like, I feel like I'm having withdrawals, you know what I mean? So I'm excited yeah. for the, the draft to come up here and then, you know, training camps and our free agency training camps. So it's going to, it's going to be good. We'll get going there because you guys do at five hole. What, what do you guys do for off season? You guys have a nice like dynasty series you do. And, and what are some of the other things you guys do at five hole? Um, yeah, there is a dynasty series. That's when I take a big break myself. Um, so that's TJ and Zach. I'll, I'll still mix and, and do that end of things, but um, they've got a, a four-part dynasty series coming up just as soon as the playoffs are done. So starting in about a week, week and a half um, on five hole. Um, and then after that, we'll start getting into team reviews, positional reviews. Uh, we'll do some interviews with some random people. Uh, but yeah, we, we kind of, take our break for the playoffs and then we're we don't take much more time off we find yeah. sometimes we find creative things to talk about as you found out yourself with your own shows yeah, yeah exactly uh, but uh <laughs> that's that's part of the fun yeah for sure you guys are killing it man one of the best in the biz i love oh, the five hole fantasy hockey podcast I, I don't miss an episode there um so yeah really really like what you guys are doing there um Thanks, cool yeah. All right. Well, let's get into it. We we we're here to we're here to talk about the Metropolitan Division. Yeah, um, Mike. I've been doing uh, yeah 
player from each team that I'm interested in, basically. So, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be positive either. It could be just, I'm interested to see what they do, you know, based on, you know, the yeah. situation they're coming to, to, into. And this is way early too, right? You know, we're, we're, we're extrapolating some things here and we're, we're going to see what's what. But um, yeah, well, I kind of like doing make this. It, yeah, if we make any mistakes now, no one will remember it by the time the season's a few weeks in, right? So Yeah, we're buddy, wrong. just, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Just don't, don't fact check us on this stuff, all right? Yeah. Oh, unless we hit, right? And then... We'll, we'll we'll just pr- put it out ourselves, right? Oh, we'll remind you. No. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. That that's how it works, right? Yeah, do not go back into the catalog of, of episodes. All right, we we don't need that. Um, sweet. All right, zero accountability. That's that's what we're all about here. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, let's get into it. Uh, first team I want to talk about is the Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah, um, and the player I'm interested here on the Hurricanes is Toivo Teravainen. This man killed me this year, Mike. Oh, man, I drafted him. Uh, first off, I was on nine teams, and uh, yeah, I had him on four teams. Ouch. So, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't pick him up at an insane, like I didn't reach for him in any of those teams, but I, I was like, oh, I'm like, so excited, like uh, Toivo Teravainen, good to go. This man's, you know, he's like a 70-point man. Hell no. Oh, my God. So, Toivo Teravine in this last season, 68 games, 37 points. But it's it's not what we do. He had 31 power play points last season, 37 points this year. Buddy. No. What's going on? That is not good. No. So, I mean, the reason I'm interested in Toivo Teravainen is because of that down season that he had. And and he did have a lot of things going on. you know, he had some injuries. He, he was kind of demoted to power play two or relegated to power play two for a lot of the season. And, you know, it came out that he had a death in the family to his grandfather during the year. So that's weighing on his mind. And even Carolina's power play in general took a downturn. They ended up like 19th overall where they were kind of in the upper echelon of the league the season before. So um, it's just a player that I'm, I'm watching. I, I honestly don't know, though, with the, with the emergence of Jarvis and obviously Natchez uh, doing his thing there in Carolina. At, I'm just interested in Teravina. Like his, his advanced numbers do not show out. He's, he's, not, he's not doing much there. But I really thought the power play was going to be something that he was kind of cooking with here. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on Teravina and, and, and who are you looking at on, on Carolina? Well, I don't think you're crazy to consider him. I mean, he's, he's always been good, right? Like he's always been an unexciting good player <laughs> to get. He's usually pretty safe to get in later rounds. But I mean, yeah. No, he he had a horrible season. He he got a quite a bit less playing time by the end because he just kind of stunk. But you know, all things considered, I mean, um, I think he could bounce back. And like, I think people do underplay the the personal side of things, like a major family thing like that. When things aren't going your way, anyways, and then something like that happens. I mean, we saw it in Vancouver in the past with Markstrom and and. Uh, and Besser, like, I mean, it crushed Besser's whole season, right? Um, so certain players, that really affects other guys. You know, they are goes the opposite, and they turn into, like, the Hulk. But um, So I think, honestly, I think that's a big deal, and I think he'll be come back, uh, come back pretty, pretty strong. Um, but kind of along with that is, you know, Ajo. Um, he, he had 36 goals. I mean, that, that's fine. But he's, he should be challenging for 50. And, I mean, 67 points in 75 games, he should be, well, he should be point per game. So um, I think people are going to forget about him a little bit next year. Uh, and I think, you know, 
those two guys should see a big bounce back uh, offensively. So I think um, that's who I'd be paying attention to. There's a lot of people. I mean, if you're just looking for good players, I mean, Burns is is killing it. Svechnikov is going to come back. Uh, you know, there's lots of guys like that you can pick from, but I'm most interested to see how the Teravine and Aho situation goes, um, whether they're together or apart. But I think it kind of goes together, you know, even if they're on separate lines. Uh, but really, overall, I'm not really looking to either of them. Uh, it's a tough as, team to draft a, from, isn't it? Yeah, it's just because they have that potential to win without scoring, which is yep. something I don't like. Uh, when it comes to fantasy, right? Like they're the type of team who can grind it out and just win the game if they have to. And that just doesn't bode well when you're wanting people who put up numbers (laughs) and categories. Yeah. I I honestly think Aho is really the only kind of solid fantasy option, like solid fantasy option on this team. Um, And even then, like I said, 67 points in 75 games. That's not what you expect. Like, you know, where was he drafted? Like third round, I think, you know, end of the second, third round, like... Yeah, well, and that's the thing. I mean, he was in in Yahoo going by our our uh, well, your Nate's uh, <laughs> experts league mm-hmm. um, settings. Uh, Aho was ranked before the season. He was ranked twenty three overall. Yeah, and he ended up being you know finishing seventy second overall. So that's you know if you're getting a guy who theoretically is a you know second round pick. Uh, and he ends up being more like a fifth round pick. That's a huge loss. Like you can afford you can afford misses in the in you know round five, six, seven. If you have one down there, fine. But if you have one in the first two or three rounds, you're you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, that show ain't no good. But what that says to me too, uh, when you got things like that, if he's burning people that way, that means value this well, upcoming exactly. season. Like, yeah. where's he going to be drafted then? Like fifth round, like fourth yeah. round, fifth round, Sebastian Ajo, who should regress positively. Like, you know, a yeah. lot of this, like he looked good at even strength. It's the power play, right? 28 power play points last season, 15 power play points this season. There's your, there's your point per game right there. Like get that power play cooking again. And, you know, and then any other positive regression that Ajo has, he's going to be, you know, he's right up around that point per game, maybe even a bit higher, right? Yeah. Well, um, and that, that ties right in with your Teravine and bounce back. I think that's a big part of it. When it especially whether they play on different lines, it, it, they'll be together in the power play, and both of them playing well is great. I think I would look at Ajo as, like, my second center. If I could get him in the fifth, fourth or fifth round as a second center, I think that would be fine. Yeah, you're laughing. He's going to do yeah. much better than this on the power play next season. There's no question yeah, to me. Absolutely. All right, I love that. Cool. Yeah. Oh, also, yeah. Uh, some interesting players. Uh, now I'm thinking of Carolina Svechnikov too. That's going to be awesome because he was injured again. Another guy you might be able to get at value, right? Uh, Seth Jarvis is another player uh, that I've been talking about a lot. That I think you know, based on the the playoffs here, um, then the deployment he was getting. That's a player that could do something next season. You know, so a couple of things to look at there on Carolina. I don't know. But Rod the Bod, come on, buddy. Can you give can you give these guys some consistent deployment, please? Can you just, just put them out there? Yeah, I hate that. I hate, well, for for what yeah. we do, I, I really hate that. But just as a player, like, I don't know. I, I like I think people do better when they can learn how to play together. Uh, spe- specifically, like you can get on a line and be hot with somebody, but when good players can learn the nuances of each other, that 
it matters when you're at their level. Like nuances matter. To me, it's not going to matter if they throw yeah. you and me out on a different line. We're going to do what we're going to do. But, well, we all, well, no, we'll stick together, Mike. You and me. Yeah. That's that's uh, shake and bake right there. All right, that's how yeah, I, I mean that's it. Just bugs me when coaches do that. For sure, they don't give a crap about our fantasy teams, and I, I'll, you know, that's that's just hurtful, right? I know. Yeah, cool. All right, Carolina, book it. They're, I think they're going to be good. Actually, one more thing. I now that I'm thinking about Carolina, they're they're, they're like a, an experiment, like that never changes. Like I read something on on Twitter uh, just the other day that was like they're not planning on doing anything. You know, like it's the same team. You know, so th- there's a there's a comfort in that. You know what I mean? And that I think helps like predicting positive regression. Right, like nothing's really changing with Carolina. I mean, Sveshnikov's coming back. Okay, that's that's good. But mm-hmm. and then their goalie situation. What are they going to do? But that's not you know the players out on the ice. So I think because you have that constant there, I think these players you, you can more comfortably predict that they're going to do better next season. Absolutely, my two and, cents. Yeah, and I just think with uh, with them like rod matters, right? Like everybody knows what you're getting. He's such a defined coach that. You know, if you get traded to that team or promoted on the line, you know what's up. There's yeah. no, you know, yep. so I think that that matters a bit too, to create that, that uh, home vibe kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely, man. I think they're going to be a good team again next year. All right, let's move on to CBJ, the Columbus Blue Jackets, that beautiful franchise. Um, and uh, why don't you, Mike, why don't you give us your take? Give us, give us your player that you're, you're liking or your players that you're liking on Columbus this upcoming season um, with all the changes going on there. Well, <laughs> with, uh, with such a gross, awful team, Sometimes that means value because every <laughs> no, but nobody's yeah. super high on Columbus. Like a lot of us thought, like Johnny Hockey and Line A might hit it off and have a good season this year, and that just did not happen for for various reasons. Wawrinski, um, for example, being yeah. a big one. Crushed. Um, but uh, I could see them going very late, and a lot of people don't like Matt, Mike Babcock uh, for for the way he coaches and the way he is and stuff like that. And so just for that reason, I guarantee you Columbus players are going to get pushed down a few more rounds. Uh, so you might find like uh, Goudreau and Line at ridiculously low uh, draft position so I would keep an eye out for them and I mean there's no way they can be as bad as they were yep. last year um, and I think like they just had no reason to to give her last year and I mean there's one thing that's going to happen we're going to know pretty quick especially with line a right like he he does pack up and go home sometimes mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah mentally so, yeah so they're either going to pick it up and listen to Babcock and they're going to turn it back into as good as they should be and you know you either give her or get out with Babcock and so you'll know pretty quick Um, but I have a feeling they're going to all put in the effort and and having Warinsky back is huge Um, but really overall I think the one guy that you can really are going to be able to get as value as one of your third or fourth or fifth defenseman is Provorov um, nobody likes him. He's in the doghouse as a person, and that's that's where he is with me. I'd like, don't get me wrong. I think he's a personally. I don't want to hang out with him. But uh, when, when <laughs> we're not inviting him to the house for Thanksgiving dinner, all right, buddy? No, no, no. But when it comes to a bangers league, like if you've got blocks in particular and hits uh, of any value, um, he's gonna be great playing under Babcock. He's gonna be encouraged to be extra that. 
you know? Um, so I think if you can bite the bullet, sometimes I honestly have a problem drafting players. I don't totally. like, right. Yeah. Like, I, I, I have not drafted players because of their face. Like it's <laughs> <laughs> give me, give me one player you don't draft. Cause I'm with you on that. I'll give you my player. You give me a player you don't draft uh, because of their face. Uh, well, in the old days, it was always Mike Ricci. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But um, these days, it's Sam Bennett. Sam Bennett. Okay, yeah. you're not liking you're not liking that Viking that Viking man. Yeah, they're just nope. just done with it. All right, I'm with you on that. I'll give you mine. Uh, Bennington. Okay, that's one. His face. Get the hell out of my sight. Um, and then Brock Nelson. All right. Actually a good player, but the grumpiest man on earth. He makes that face that you make when you get out of an elevator and someone else is right there. And then you look (laughs) at each other and you make a flat mouth like, "Mm." you know, I call that elevator face. Yeah, he just he just looks like he's very unhappy, man. I feel for him. Uh, Brock Nelson. Shout out to Brock Nelson. Um, And yeah, we can't draft him. You know, no, no matter how good they do. Yeah. I'm no. So honestly, I, I don't know if I will end up getting Provorov, but I guarantee you, you'll be able to get him late, late, late and get more than your value's worth uh, out of him. Um, and he's got a lot to prove. Right. So, yeah. What, where, what do you see uh, Provorov like like uh, points? Like what, what do you think? Uh, like obviously Cats League, I think Provorov is is reasonable. He's like a reasonable target. At the very least, a, a good streamer with benefits that you might be able to keep on your team. But what do you think, what, what kind of points can we expect from Provorov, like in your thoughts? Well, I mean, you've got Warinsky is going to be the guy. He's the offensive mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't have that option. Whereas in Philly, he kind of got into power play one sometimes and random weird <laughs> top line time like that yeah uh, he doesn't he's not going to have that option Warinsky is so solid and he's so Columbus you know he's one of their good points right so um I don't know I, I honestly wouldn't expect much points wise like 35 40 like nothing huge nothing huge at all um where you're going to get your value is the hits and blocks because yep. You know, even if he's in a bad mood or anything, that's even better for the hits, right? But, I mean, <laughs> he's he's an elite blocker, yep. you know, if that's a thing. Um, so, yeah, but he does definitely have skills, too. He really does have some skills. So I could see him, honestly, I could see him, if they need them to, pairing with uh, Orensky. They're really opposite types of players. Yep. Yeah, um, like balance so them out. Lo- yeah, if they want to load up. Uh, that that's uh he's gonna get good minutes i guarantee he's gonna get good minutes so no i like that i i I do like the trade for columbus i mean i know uh, like i've seen you know guys like jay fresh and you know putting out player cards with sort of the advanced stats uh you know under the hood for pro robin it doesn't look great but i I don't really that that's just one aspect right like i i think you bring in this this guy like he's a beefer all right he's a he's a roast beef sandwich he's gonna come in here um, and, and really kind of calm things down. Like I, I liken it to, um, like Matthias Ekholm into Edmonton. You know what I mean? He's not Matthias Ekholm, but he's like, he's a defensive presence that's going to come in. He's going to, he's going to fight for, you know, to block shots and defensively. So I think it's a good move. Like obviously Columbus keeping the puck out of the net was a big problem last year. Um, so it, it's, I, I like it for them. I understand why they did it. And then with Babcock there, like this is a horse that he can just ride in, into the ground. You know what I mean? Like Provorov will do that. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I think he's going to be good on the ice, and I think off the ice he's just going to keep his thoughts to himself. Which is yeah, funny. buddy, 
zip it up. All right, buddy. Um, what? Okay. So my guy in Columbus, I'll give you, I, I do like uh, those players. Um, Johnny Gaudreau is one that I'm interested in for sure, but that's, I think he's just due for a, a bounce back. There's no question. Like yeah. um, massively underachieved at the, just the injuries and what was going on in Columbus. Like it was a, it was a, an active dumpster fire pretty much the entire season <laughs> from the start. You know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, Johnny Gaudreau really didn't have a chance and you know, I, I I don't think 115 point uh, John Gaudreau is going to be a thing really moving forward. I know he just had a a great season. He had a perfect season there in Calgary and parlayed it into, you know, his new deal with Columbus. But I do think 90 point Gaudreau is a thing. I think that's a potential, especially like with line A. I I do feel like the Columbus that we were a little bit excited about last season that we can just transfer that over to this season. I think it's, you know, like having Wierenski out all year, um, mm-hmm. Line A was out for big parts of the year. Gaudreau playing stinky. You know, the only man that was killing it was Boone Jenner. Love Always. that man. All right. Yeah, Always. exactly. He does that. Um, but yeah, so I'm not going to talk about John Gaudreau too much, but I do expect a big bounce back from him. Line A to obviously play better. Uh, like you said, we'll see how he plays under Babcock. But the guy I'm interested in is, is aforementioned Zach Wierenski. I think um, this, the reason I'm interested in him is because I do think he's going to fall in drafts again. Right. Like mm-hmm. he's, he's, people be like, oh, he's injury prone. Like, and he is. But I don't know about you, Rob Raj, but I like, I don't really take that into account when I'm um, drafting. Like, I, and, like, I, I might not draft a guy who's just recently injured or he's just getting healthy right before the season or he's injured going into the season. I don't really draft players like that. But this guy's going to have a full off season to recover from his injuries. He's going to come to training camp fresh. Like, this guy's good to go. I'm not avoiding Zacharinsky. And I think, I think he's due for a career season, like um, with the offensive weapons they have here on Columbus. Like, I think this guy could get 60 points, 65 points with like, you know, 17 to 20 goals. Like he, he's that mm-hmm. kind of player. Right. Um, so I am excited about Warrenski. I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on, on Warrenski? Oh, hundred percent. He's a huge, him missing was a huge reason why nobody cared this year. Cause yeah. they, they know like he is a, it's why he's never been traded because they all know how important he is. Like he's a real cornerstone of that team and he's offensive uh, as well. And so he hasn't had a chance to play with line a and uh, Goudreau properly. Right. Yeah. So that, that's going to be, a, I think that's a huge deal. And now, especially that he's going to have Provorov to be the more stay at home guy to take care of the heavy part of those duties. I mean, he's just, he's set right up. If he, I, I, and yeah, like you, I don't, I can't consider injuries. I mean, you know, you, you just can't, you, you can't really do that. I mean, if you've got a guy like Malkin, yeah, you know, perfect you always, example. you always expect he's going to play 60 games and that's the year he plays 70 yeah. weeks. So. <laughs> and he's winning people their leagues, right? By coming exactly. out and playing all 82. So yeah, just replace them when that happens. But while, while they're in there, they're going to get you elite numbers. And then while they're out, you can pick up a guy who's going to get you average numbers for a few games in their stead. But yeah. yeah, you can't you can't worry about that. No, not at all. I love that um, Zach Wierenski, You got to get him. I'm excited uh, when Yahoo releases their 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 initial ADPs. That's always an exciting time for me because then it's like, where are we getting the value? And I'm interested to see where Wierenski lands there, just because. Yeah, he had a, a he was injured all season, and then the season before wasn't amazing. Like, I mean, but this guy's ready to pop. So that's why I'm excited about Wierenski. 
Cool. Absolutely. Let's uh, yeah, let's move on. All right, we'll talk about the New Jersey Devils. Um, I think this team's going to be a freaking wagon next year. Um, yeah. You know, they're ready to go. I, I I'm glad they got the playoff experience they got this year. Sometimes it just takes, you know, it takes teams a little while to to experience a few things. It's such a young team, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but. Sure. Yeah, I'm excited about New Jersey next season. They have so many uh, uh, fantasy-relevant players. The player that I'm interested in the most, um, well, maybe not the most, but who I'm going to tar- you know, target here um, is Dawson Mercer. Um, obviously, Dawson Mercer uh, had a surprising year, I guess. I mean, I guess it's not that surprising. Maybe the goal, the goal count was a little surprising. So um, 82 games this last season here, 56 points, uh, including 27 goals. That's awesome. Um, and we, and I remember at one point in the season, Dawson Mercer was on like a ridiculous heater, like 10 games, something stupid, like 19 points or something like that. Like this guy's got offensive acumen for sure. He's a, he's a first rounder, you know, uh, in, in 2020. So, um, I just like the player and I like the, the, the opportunity that comes with Dawson Mercer, like their top six in New Jersey, ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and this is all the caveat, like Timo Meyer and Jesper Bratt are both um, RFAs. So we got to see what happens there. But, you know, I think it's win win for Dawson Mercer if they get signed or if they don't get signed. Like he, he's still going to have an opportunity, like he'll either have an opportunity to play with these amazing players or he'll have more opportunity time on ice, you know, to play with Jack Hughes or Nico Heischer. Right. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm just interested in the player. Like uh, what, what are your thoughts on, on Dawson Mercer there? Uh, well, this is, I mean, you and I did our pick separately and this is one where we definitely lined up a hundred percent, like everything you said, I agree with, <laughs> um, right. uh, kind of, there is a couple questions on New Jersey, but I think no matter what happens, they are one of my favorite teams this year. Uh, yeah. They're exciting. There's lots of fantasy there. Uh, and kind of no matter what happens, I think you're going to get good numbers out of their top six. Um, so yeah, Dawson Mercer, I'm hundred percent sold on him. He had a, a big jump from his rookie season to this season. Like you said, 10 goal increase in one season is, is great. And it's, you could say surprising, but it, it is like some people did expect him to do well. And he is like, he's, he's, he's yep. doing even better than his, his expectations, 16 point increase in, in a season. But, um, the fact that they got two elite centers, right um he's moved to the wing he's not taking face-offs like he took a ton of face-offs in his rookie season i think that was a bit of a pressure for him to deal with being a center and everything but there's no way he's going to take over for Heischer or jack hughes yeah so they're locked in. uh, so he's a winger and his production went way up i think it suits him better uh i think he's he's killer um the one big question to me um, I don't think Brat's a question. I think they're gonna they're gonna keep him. Um, the one thing, and this is something I heard Jeff Merrick say um, on I think it was Thirty Two Thoughts probably um, about Meyer. Uh, they, like he's so good, <laughs> he's so good, and I think he fits the team so well. But the question being like essentially to keep him, he's gonna have to be the highest paid player on that team based on his salary and what he deserves for what he's done and the kind of player he is. Uh, but can you have him making more money than Jack Hughes, Nico Heischer, and the core of your team? That's that's tough. So 
it, it'll be interesting. I think it's going to take some cooperation from Meyer to give up mm-hmm. a little bit of money to stay there because he, no matter what, he can't embarrass the the guys, right? Like he can't walk in with a much bigger contract than yeah. Jack Hughes, who's going to get 120 points this year. Yeah, um, no, he's going to be elite. Um, so, so that's a bit of a, a management hurdle. But regardless of even if they have to get rid of him for something, uh, the team's still in great shape. I think he'll stay. Um, so yeah. Uh, if you can get him and it's weird because in some leagues he's a, a weird secret in other leagues people who really play fantasy obviously know Timo Meyer is great in every kind of league um, so yeah you know if you see him dipping a couple rounds farther than he should to definitely pick up Meyer it's just usually you can't yeah for sure it, it will be interesting like I, I always think like what are the GMs thinking at the at you know, the trade deadline where they're making these deals and they're selling the farm. Basically they're giving so many prospects they are giving, you know, roster players like they, they sent a decent haul to San Jose for this player mm-hmm. is, and do they do that just as rentals? Like, don't they have this thought like going into it? Like, I, I don't know. It, I just, it's just the things I think about, like if you're going to mm-hmm. give up so much, like you, you, I would hope that you feel confident that you can sign this player again. But yeah, like you said, I mean, is that, is that where they're going with it? Like Timo Meyer is now going to make more than than the than the the leaders on your team. Like yeah. it doesn't exactly make sense, you know. So, yeah. like you said, I think he's going to have to he's going to have to he, work with them. And he'd be very smart to stay. <laughs> I'll say yeah. that. If, yeah, if he wants to win, I mean, do a do yeah. a bridge deal, right? Do, you know, hit a, hit a two year deal. Um, yeah. You know, he's relatively hit, young. He's not old yet, so you know. Um, he can do a he can do a two or three year deal, take a little bit of a hit. Because imagine, I mean, if he stays and then they do, you know, go deep into the playoffs or even win a cup, because they're they're really good. Yeah. Uh, yes. Think think about what he can demand on his next contract, right? Like if he's Timo yeah. Meyer with a cup ring, he he'll be asking for ten million, eleven million, twelve million, whatever, really. Ridiculous. Yeah, I love this yeah. player. Um, one thing about Timo Meyer, I. It's it will I think it will matter where he lands. Like San Jose was was the perfect place for him to be f- as fantasy relevant as he is, right? Because of of his advanced statistics, the shooting, the hitting, like it's crazy. Um, but his his ice time did dip there in New Jersey, right? So he's not going to be getting those twenty minutes uh, over over twenty minutes time on ice with New Jersey, right? So I'm I'm wondering. Yeah, I haven't. I'm actually doing projections this year, uh, Mike. It's gonna be. It's pretty fun. I've already kind of worked on them, and you know, I'll I'll release nice. those. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's a lot of fun. It's a good exercise too, just to kind of see how everybody's doing. But um, yeah, with Timo Meyer, like it's 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 a big drop off in minutes, right? Like it's you know two to three minutes off his ice time. Is sort of what's what's been going on in New Jersey. So. I don't know. We'll see if he signs a big contract with Jersey. Like, hopefully, they'll prioritize him that way, right? Like, get him back up to nineteen, twenty minutes. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and if you look at it, it definitely wasn't a, a great season overall. Um, it wasn't a disaster, but we all thought it was going to be better. Um, but I mean, if you look at his last ten, twelve games, he had you know games where he got six shots, five shots, five shots, three, five. So he still is shooting, especially once he found his rhythm there, and he's still getting like lots of these games. He's got four hits, five hit game here, another four hit game here. So he did seem to find it, but no, he didn't have the the dream scenario like we thought and hoped he might. I mean, he had forty goals. Uh, last season, it's just I think uh, we thought it was going to hit uh, 
New Jersey and just go into hyperdrive. But no, you're right. Like in San Jose, he was all they had left. So he got to play all of whatever minutes he felt like, basically, right? So that's going to be down. But I think once, if he stays and finds his rhythm, I mean, anywhere in that top six, you'd have to try hard not to get points with his team. Yeah. It, it, if he wants to win, like that, that team, like I said, it's a wagon. Like to stay yep. there, they got studs at every position, basically. I mean, you know, besides goaltending, but I mean, they got potential there too. Like I like, I like Schmid. I thought he, he looked good to me and then and they were giving him playoff starts. That's excellent. Yeah. Vanacek is there who is serviceable. Right. So, um, I, I, I like the team a lot. I think they're going to, you know, win their division again next season. And, and, you know, they've got, now they got some playoffs under their belt. So it's going to be good. Huge. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Let's talk about those, the most exciting team in the NHL, the New York Islanders. Oh. All right. Yeah. Let's just do another round. Let's just do another round on the. Let's, let's talk. Let's talk more on Jersey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. I'm making the Brock Nelson face right now. All right. When I when I think about the New York Islanders. All right. That's yeah. the face I make in my brain. Uh, but anyways, let me hear. Let me hear who you got on the Islanders. Come on, sell me on someone who's interesting on the Islanders. What do you got, Mike? Well, this is another one where we wrote down the same player, uh, and and. and I'll skip him for a second. I mean, obviously, I'm very, very intrigued to see what happens with Bo and Matt Barzell. Um, that did seem to work out right away, and then Barzell went out, and uh, it's the Islanders. I mean, this is another team where I'm, I'm just straight. I'm not picking up anyone except it's maybe, yeah. except maybe Noah Dobson, uh, and that's who I'm talking about. Who we both like. Um, He's so good. Most leagues um, don't know about him. Uh, he'll be very late, and I wouldn't take him, you know, as a as a top one or two D. But he's he's gonna be good, and I think he's gonna get 50, 60 points potentially. Uh, that hinges, though, unfortunately, a little bit on Bo and and Matt Barzell. I mean, but it's weird, and this is the Brock Nelson, Anders Lee, I mean, Zach Parise even on the back end. I mean, yeah. these guys can, JP, JGP, uh, Pajot, I mean, these guys can score, and they have guys who can score. Uh, I do feel like the Islanders, and this is just me making shit up because we got to talk about the Islanders, <laughs> but um, I do feel like the part of the reason for getting a Horvat is he's a very solid two-way center, but he was also challenging McDavid for the league lead in goals at the time, right? Like he yeah, was ridiculous uh, on, on fire. I don't get me started. Uh, we'll do a whole <laughs> series on that trade. Um, but um, obviously you knew he was going to regress a little bit. I mean, from playing with Pedersen and Miller and Besser and all these guys yeah. to playing with the Islanders, but He's a potential even there. He's gonna be the the. He's gonna be the guy, um, and I just feel like the Islanders might try to play a more offensive game. I mean, I think that was part of it. Um, he's a goal scorer. Uh, they have a few guys who can score, so I wouldn't be surprised if they increase their offensive production a lot as a team. Um, but even if they don't, uh, Dobson did prove that he can have a decent season even when it's the Islanders. Um, so I, I only see him getting better because the rest of their D who have been historically decent are aging a lot and or just straight up bangers now. Like if you look at like Mayfield, Pulak, Romanov, um, you know, these guys are they're huge bangers. So yeah. 
he's beefers. the one guy. He's the one guy who's going to get all the offensive minutes. Um, he doesn't need to play that way. Uh, they have guys who can. So, I, I feel really good about Dobbs. And I mean, he got 13 goals as a defenseman yep. on the Islanders. I mean, I could see that getting better. Yeah, absolutely. This he's young. Dobson is twenty three years old. Like yeah, it's uh, he he's in that window of that four year threshold, right? Like you know his first year he only played thirty four games. Second year only forty six. Like I think he's got another level here. Um, yeah, Dobson was the player I'm interested in here for sure. And you know to your point, um, I thought it was a really good one. He's not your first or second defenseman, right? He's mm-hmm. gonna like Dobson where you're gonna get value on him is as your third defenseman later on right and but to be honest this is a guy i'm targeting like not just oh dobson will be good like i'm gonna target dobson because like listen like first off listen to some of these numbers that just at all strengths noah dobson last season um shots and goal per 60 uh ninth in defenseman in the league last Mm -hmm. year right uh individual corsi four per 60 fourth noah dobson all right, he's doing that. And then, you know, individual scoring chances for uh, per 60 was 18th. So, so under the hood, he's looking good. All right. And that's on the Islanders. Exactly. That's on the Islanders missing Matt Barzell and other guys at different yeah. times. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm fully, fully in. And he will go late. I actually, in a, in a sort of, it's a long-term keeper league. I traded for him. Um, as one mm-hmm. of my long-term keepers it's a in that league we've got rules like there's a rule where like if you keep a player you have to give up a draft pick at the pick that they were drafted at this year or whatever right it's a very com- <laughs> very complicated league but anyways he was drafted so late uh i ended up basically getting him for like an 18th round pick or something like that but he, um, uh, yeah, but yeah, I love him. I, I really like him. He's gonna. I'm, get I'm really high on him. Yeah, I'm really high on him this year. Also, 71 percent power play share. What the hell? Yeah. Like, and that's not going anywhere. Who's taking that away from him? Nobody, right? Yeah. So I love me some Noah Dobson, and you're gonna be able to get him for a song, I think, next season. Um, yeah. And I do like what you know the Horvat and Barzell uh, situation there. I think that's gonna benefit both of them. Um, you know, you know my thoughts on Horvat. I thought he was redlining like crazy, and I called him a, a sell high. And you know, I think he's closer to the Horvat we know, but that's still insanely valuable. Like yeah, the oh, guy is sure. a beauty, right? And for then sure. you throw Barzell in there, you know, maybe maybe it raises his ceiling a little bit. So I, 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 I'm cautiously optimistic. Just, you know, Brock Nelson, I don't know. They, they, they got to help that guy out. Just give him, give him some help, you know, <laughs> yeah. buy, him, buy him something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, actually one more player I want to talk about on the Islanders real quick is Oliver Wallstrom. Just a player that I'm always kind of looking at uh, that never gets any deployment whatsoever, but he's, a, he's obviously an advanced stats darling. Um, yeah, he's an RFA this year too, um, Wallstrom. So it'll be interesting to see if they re-sign him. I'd love to see them give him some minutes. Like it's, you know, uh, I said this on a, on a recent podcast on Apples and Genos, but like, you know, last season you would get a tweet like, oh, Wallstrom's going to be on the top line. He's, he's with Horvat and whoever, you know, and you're like, oh, great. This is going to be awesome. Like, let's see what he looks like with 19 minutes. No, he finishes the game with like 11 minutes time on ice. Like, just, just get the man out there. You, you, you wasted a first round pick on him. Like, let's see what he can do. He's RFA now, so I don't know. You got any thoughts on Wallstrom? You ever you watch that player? I've watched him. I mean, a lot of people, uh, 
you know, people, well, you <laughs> and, and Nate and people like that's all that have, matters have, have, well, exactly. Definitely, people I respect have always loved his numbers, <laughs> which I, I absolutely am looking at, but he, is, he seems to be at least with the old guard. And I like, I really feel like this year is going to change the team significantly. Mm. Um, he didn't fit in and he didn't play the way they wanted their guys playing. You know, I think it's just one of those things. I think something's off. Yeah. It happened with Beauvillier. It's, you know, it's one of those guys where they, they play really well for 12 to 14 minutes and that's what they get. But when you give them more time, they don't do as they, it's like they put up the same amount of numbers, whether it's 12 minutes or 18 minutes, you know, that was like the, uh, it always happened with Jake Vertanen in Vancouver. We're like, wow, he's getting (laughs) 22 goals and he's only playing like 12 minutes. And then he gets like 18 minutes a night. And I'm like, he's getting 22 goals still. So (laughs) I, he might be one of those guys. I think he's better than that. And I think uh, he, he could get more of a chance this year if they're trying to change the team. I think that's more of what, led to his uh his lack of ice time last year yeah i streamed him in a a bunch last season you know when when the islanders had a good schedule or something like that never worked out um so you know what the hell but uh yeah he's just a player i'm interested in i'm I'm watching just because of those advanced statistics and you know if he does get any kind of time on ice let's just see let's see what happens right is he jake for tannen or is he you know like nikolai ehlers like you know getting out there and, and and crushing right so who knows um, all right, let's move on. We're now going to talk about the New York Rangers. All right, and the player I'm interested on in the Rangers, Philip Heedle. This is a guy, I, yeah, I was on all season. I was trying, you know, like I just really like the player, um, you know, obviously because of his advanced statistics. Like first off, um, Philip Heedle had a, he had a decent season in his own right. You know, on third line minutes, like he averaged only just under 15 minutes time on ice. He got 45 points in 74 games. That's including 22 goals. Pretty nice. Only five power play points. So he's not getting anything done on the power play. So he's an even strength warrior, but um, everything under the hood on Filipino, it set screams to me like this, you know, if he, we give this guy some opportunity out there, like he can really pop. Right. Um, you know, he's, he's, he was basically married to his line, that kid line, Capo Caco and uh, Alexis Lafreniere. Um, and that works, right? Um, that works for these guys. So it, it's this this player is just someone I'm interested in because of what could potentially happen in New York with uh, Kane as an unrestricted free agent, Tarasenko as an unrestricted free agent. Um, you know, do they get re-signed? And or and if they move on, does does Hedl get a chance to move up and play with some of those players? Uh, you know, like the Trocheks and the uh, Panarins and and uh, you know Zabanajad, all the, the amazing embarrassment of riches that the Rangers have. Um, it's just a player that I'm interested in, and I want to see more deployment and more opportunity. He's only 23 years old. I mean, mm-hmm. what did you did you watch Philippi at all this year? And what were your thoughts on him? Yeah. Um... Zach from Five Holes, a huge Heedle fan, and uh, we all kind of agree. He's just, he looks really good. Um, I do like him on the kid line, which is a problem. Um, there's a lot of rumors that they're shopping Lafreniere um, to yeah. Vancouver specifically, uh, but also just shopping him around, uh, which I think he needs. Um, their top six is already so good. Like Lafreniere, when they need to use him in the top six, he's kind of just yep. forced yep. in there, and it's... 
they could he's he's a good player he really is uh but i think he's kind of got to go just for the team's good and his good so yeah i think if it, it, that's the problem with Heedle. if they can find a way to work him in where it makes sense and you can get some proper minutes he's a very interesting player um and you know that's it does depend on the guy i was looking at which is tarasenko just in terms of guys to watch uh, because he might leave, he might not. But if he stays, he had a real – either way, I mean, depending on where he goes. But he only had 50 points in 69 games this year, which um, is definitely below his uh, his means. So he could be very interesting, especially if he stays because, again, top six, there's not – you know, he's not the guy, but he doesn't need to be the guy. If you're in that top six, and he especially there, because he can be a shooter, and that's what he's the best at is when he's a goal scorer. Um, so I think he uh, he could be very interesting to watch, and he could fall quite late in drafts. I mean, he ended up 157th overall in Yahoo this year, right? So, And not that he's going to go this late, but theoretically that puts him in the 12th, 13th round as a draft pick. Obviously, he's not going to probably fall that far, but he's going to fall pretty far. And you could end up with, ideally, you could end up with a second-line 40-goal guy. Um, and he hits, too. He hit, he gets more than a hit per game. Uh, so he's always got that going for him. Generally, he shoots. Um, so keep an eye on him. Um, for a guy to watch, again, not a guy I'd reach for, but a guy who could pay off very big. Uh, and in a bad year, I think worst case scenario, you got a 65 point player this year. Best case scenario, uh, 40 goals, 40 assists kind of thing. Yeah, no, I like that. I think that's absolutely reasonable. And I, I do, I'm with you too, that I think this is a player you're going to be able to get at value no matter where he goes. I would like to see him stay with the Rangers. I think that's mm -hmm. a best case scenario for him. Um, you know, he's never been a big ice time guy. I hate that. Like, just get this man up over like 18 and a half minutes. That's what I want to see. Tarasenko with kind of first line minutes. And he just, he, he, he rarely ever got it in St. Louis. Right. But if you look at last season, um, you know, he was pissed off in St. Louis. He didn't want to be there. Right. He did. He thought they botched his shoulder injury stuff. Right. He, he wanted out. They left him unprotected for Seattle. Right. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. um, so all that stuff's going on. You know, and he's just one season removed from an 82-point season, right? Exactly. So exactly. Um, I, I like the player. Um, he's shown in the past that, you know, uh, analytically, like, he's he's really strong. He can have, he can put up some elite numbers there. But, yeah, I'd like to see him stay with the Rangers. I hope he does because I think that's his best-case fantasy outcome, right? And that's all I care about, not his uh, happiness in, in life, but, but my happiness, <laughs> right? Yeah. That's where we're at. <laughs> Thank you, Vladimir Tarasenko, for your service. Now go get 80 points, please. Uh, can you just do that for me? Um, all right, let's move on. Let's talk about the Philadelphia Flyers, your favorite team. Um, am I right on that, Raj? Um, actually, can you see my, my coffee cup while I'm drinking? What do you got? You, uh, who's on the... Who is that? Oh, is that the guy from Schitt's Creek? Yeah, but if you turn it around... <laughs> very uninterested in that option yeah. that's ba basically my uh thoughts on <laughs> philadelphia <laughs> i there are a couple options there i that is funny for anybody who doesn't 
No, the other two guys on our five hole show are huge Philly fans, both originally from Philly. So <laughs> I hear about Philly all the time. And right. It's part of it's part of my duty to talk shit about yeah. Philly. You, you got to balance it out, buddy. You have exactly. to balance it out. Yeah, exactly. Hilarious. And it worked out well for me this year. But then, of course, <laughs> I, I'm a Canucks fan, so they had a lot of comebacks as well. Well, but, Philly uh, was worse though. They were worse, right? They so were we, worse. we're still on top, Raj. That's there's no doubt about that. But uh, my one, my guy on Philly has always been Travis Konechny and yes, sir. He, he burned me forever and this year he really paid off at the start of the season and then uh, missed some games and that hurt but he had an incredible season um, on a garbage team um, so I do like him and he's another guy where I mean Yahoo always ranks him really low and people kind of forget about him he's a right winger which is great to get good right wingers they're always a bit of a challenge especially in the middle of the draft like he had 30 goals and 31 goals in 60 games this year right so 40 40 goal ish pace um, you know if you if you're gonna get a guy in the you know eighth ninth round who's gonna get you 40 goals come on um, so I, I keep an eye out for him um, and then my guy is also your guy and I think Philly's guy too is Owen Tippett um, looked good looked really good yeah absolutely uh, yeah appreciate your honesty there with Philly I mean you know we got to do our due diligence they're a team in the Metro Division we got to talk about them um, but yeah I'm right with you actually I loved Konechny last year and that's that's a player depending on his ADP who I'm, I'm going to be looking at uh, just like you said um, and this uh, and and then Owen Tippett is this the player I've talked about him a little bit here on the pod but it definitely bears repeating like um, he had a nice little breakout 49 points in 77 games last season including 27 goals and uh, you know he, he really kind of popped off at least with his deployment in the in the last quarter of the season like they were just riding him and they had injuries right connecting was injured there as well um but he was getting well over 20 minutes um a night and top power play as well so um owen Tippett is is going to be an interesting piece i think this is kind of a, a player that I, I think smart fantasy managers are going to be on and might be able to pick up with your one of your last two picks and and kind of take it to the bank like i think owen Tippett, it, it, there's a caveat like he you know he needs to get this kind of deployment right i think mm -hmm. like it, you know last season he showed 17 minutes 26 seconds that was his average time on ice but um, I think what the Owen Tippett that we were, got excited about was the 19 minute uh, a night Owen Tippett, right? Power play one, all that stuff. So we'll see what happens. I mean, Sean Couturier is coming back. Um, you know, Cam Atkinson, is he coming back? Like they've got some pieces that are, that are going to, you know, be coming back. And then Philly looks like they're, they're full sellers. Like they're, they're, they're just, you know, blowing up the team. So I mean, obviously, we got to take this with a grain of salt and see where where the roster is, you know, come training camp. But um, mm -hmm. Owen Tippett does a, does a lot of things well, and he bangs. Oh my God, 125 hits last year, buddy. Yeah. Thank you. 69 blocks, nice. Um, so yeah, I'm into that. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just a guy I'm watching. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, shout out to TJ. All right, that's nice. Um, okay. Let's move on. We're getting a little long in the tooth, but, uh, you know, I don't care. All right, it's the off-season. All right, Raj, you, you, you with me on this? <laughs> yeah, man. We don't care. All right, we're, do we, 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 we're lonely and we want to talk. While I am, Raj has friends and family. Yeah, yeah, I'm just, I don't know where I'm going with this. All right, let's move on. <laughs> All right, moving on to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Mm. Uh, why, don't you give, why don't you give us your give us your guy there, Mike? What are you, what are you doing? 
Oh man, another team that's got a big shakeup. Obviously, the new, yep. yeah, the new Leafs. Um, but yeah. <laughs> uh, man, does Pittsburgh ever have options? And they're all going to be undervalued. Uh, everybody, I guarantee you, just about everybody on Pittsburgh will finish higher than where they're drafted. Um, but the guy, another guy, we where we lined up in our picks was was Rickard Raquel. Ricard, Raquel, Ricky Racks. Raquel, yeah. Raquel. Yeah, the guy with all of the all the nicknames. Yeah. Uh, and and all of the stats too. Like he put up twenty eight goals this year. Um, he shoots a ton. Like he shot more than Malk and he shot the same as Jake Gensel this year. Um nice. he hits like God. <laughs> he hits a yeah, lot. He yeah, well, I don't know what got into him this season. Um not being on Anaheim got into yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Makes a big difference to play with Like, let me fly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, So again, right? He's um, he's in a stack top six. All this happened while Brian Rust took the season off, um, which might have made some more some more space for Raquel to to do this. But uh, why would uh, why would they cut his time or deployment at this point? Um, with after a season like that, you're gonna just like put him back down to 14 minutes or something? No way. Uh, so yeah, he's he's my guy overall. Like I said, every stat category is covered. Um, but I would say, like pretty much anybody, like people think Crosby's super old. Well, you know what? He was the 17th best overall in fantasy this year. So that's that's a second round player, high second round player still. And I saw him going in like the third round this year. Oh, he's he's old. Yeah, but he's Sidney Crosby. I know. Right? So yeah. Same as Malkin, like, oh, he gets injured. Well, he played 82 games this season, <laughs> and he was the 34th ranked player in fantasy. So, you know, you can't play those injuries. Um, I would look at Chris Letang to make a huge bounce back because he yep. had a rough season personally, uh, family stuff, missed some games. Um, he had a so stroke. That, yeah. What the? That, that that oh, oh yeah the stroke what, um, how did he come back and do anything i mean well, what a legend that was the thing right like he barely even missed time for a stroke <laughs> no the guy's amazing i love chris Latang. so he's gonna have a big bounce back uh you can't have a year like personally like i said like the way he did he did um and he's elite. He is elite in every category too so yeah honestly any of those guys and don't don't uh, break the bank, but Jason Zucker had 27 goals and like 200 hits. Love what that Jay Z, <laughs> right? big pimpin'. Oh yeah, so, buddy. So I think Pittsburgh's a really good source. Like a few years back, everybody wanted Pittsburgh players. Now people really don't, and you still should want them. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I'm I'm doing an episode here uh, in a week, probably. I'm just working on it. It's going to be like a distinguished gentleman, kind of like an old man squad. You know what I mean? And just talk about players that are, mm-hmm. you know, maybe over the hill, right? But that are that are crazy fantasy contributors. Guys like Pavelski, Crosby. I mean, you know, what what are we doing? Like guys that get probably faded because oh, yeah. he's you know Brent Burns. Like the, the, these guys are up in up there in years. Well, yeah, but they're still crushing at fantasy. You know, oh, so, man, it's, it's um, Pittsburgh's power play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, really. I like that take. Um, I, I like that on the Pittsburgh. I, I, I agree with you. I didn't even really think of that, but I think these guys are all going to be at value. Crosby is always like a second round perennial second rounder, but I always avoid him. You know what I mean? I don't I don't I don't go for Crosby. I have I don't think I've ever had him on a team. Um, but why the hell not? I mean, he's doing it. 
every year, right? Like, cause yeah. what? Cause, cause he had concussions like, four, you know, four years ago. Like what, what, come on, what's going on? Oh, he's, I think he's as reliable as you can be. I mean, you said 93 points, 93 points. That's a fine yeah. year. That is a fine year. Well done to you, Sid Crosby. Um, yeah, I'm with you on uh, Ricard Raquel. Ricky Racks. Yeah. Um, this is a guy. I actually talked Yang on, on Raquel uh, at the beginning of the season. Probably talked a little bit halfway through. I'm like, nah, I'm not into it. All right. Well, Buddy made me look like a dingus. All right. Because he went out and just just popped for, for what, what did he get? 60 points. Yeah. That, that's nice. I mean, and, and then with the perifs, yeah, like mm-hmm. just crazy stuff. Big time. He's locked into the top six. There's no question to me. Um, and that top six is sick, right? You're playing with Crosby or Malkin. And, and Gensel's in there. Like, yeah, that, that's amazing. So yeah, um, I, I like the player. Um, my only thing with Raquel is I think this is kind of his ceiling. And I think he also has a pretty high floor, though, as well. Like, I, he's, not, he's not going, like, this is kind of what I think we can expect from him and probably not that much more. Because he did oh, get sure. increased ice time. You know, he's 18 and a half minutes time on ice. 21 power play points. That's excellent. You know, he had a great year. Like, his shooting percentage was was right in line with sort of his his career average. I, I think this is sort of the player we can expect, but maybe not a bunch more. But certainly a serviceable player. And in category leagues, oh, my God. Like, yep. I'm going to be looking at Ricky Racks, uh, which I never do. I'm like, get this man out of my sight. No. All right. He's a different player on Pittsburgh, and I, and I like that. So, yeah, good player. Yeah. Oh. Exactly. Well, I think honestly, he's kind of the same player, but he's on mm. Pittsburgh. <laughs> it's a different. Yeah. Well, and yeah, like he's, now he's, he's what? He's like 27, 28 years old. So he's not going to all of a sudden get way better. He's, I think he's just in a better situation. He's happier. Like, I think yeah. that matters. He's playing with Sidney Crosby as opposed to like, you know, now that Getzlaff re- retired yeah. in Anaheim. What are you, what are you doing? He's yeah. Only suntan it, so much. Right? <laughs> it's only, yeah, man. Let's go win some cups. What are we doing? Um, yeah. So I love that player. And shout out to Jason Zucker as well. I mean, he's a, yeah, I think he's a UFA uh, coming to the season. So I think he had a great season, obviously. I talked about him a lot during the season just as a Cats League beefer um, because yeah. he's nuts. You know, he's just losing his mind. He's out there crushing people. Um, so I do like that player. I hope they re sign Jason Zucker, but uh, I'd be interested to see where he goes as well if he moves on. All right, let's get into our last team here. Raj, thank you for your time, buddy. Appreciate that. Hey, it's my pleasure. My pleasure. And in here, we'll get you to the beach here soon. All right, buddy, don't worry. The sun's out, guns out. You're gonna go. T- you're gonna go tank top, Raj, or what? I'm like a hockey jersey at the beach kind of guy. Nice. Yeah, uh, I'm insanely fa- like I, my skin is insanely fair. So the sun and, mm. and like I need like 2,000 SPF. You need that, and and you got to apply every 10 minutes. It's it's a problem. Oh, that's what they make the uh, the white away jerseys for. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, let a little bit of the UV in. I don't know. I'm digressing. Um, let's talk about the Washington <laughs> Capitals. Yeah. All right. Um, and we were together on this pick here as well. So let's talk this man's praises. Rasmus Sandin. He's, uh, I'm, I'm excited about Rasmus Sandin um, and interested to see what Washington does. First off, he's in a contract year. Um, and to me, that matters, right? It's just another piece. Like this guy's fighting for his next contract, right? And a lot of other things have to go right. He has to get the deployment. He has to, you know, everything else. But it's a contract year, right? So he wants to maximize his earnings. So he wants to have a good season. Um, it's going to be interesting what happens in Washington because... Sandine really popped when he moved over there. And the reason behind that is because Carlson was injured, right? Um, what a crazy injury Carlson had last year. Like his broken orbital bone or something like a skull fracture. Like it was this craziness. Um, but yeah, um, Rasmus Sandine steps in to power play one and just goes bananas. Right. Um, so Carlson will be back next season. So he's not going to get that power play one deployment. So I think his ceiling is capped there. 
But I also think that, you know, Carlson is getting up there in age. Like, and I wonder sometimes, like, will we see like a Hedman Sergachev situation? You know, like I did yeah. not predict Hedman to be taken off power play one last season. That that was not something I thought was even in the realm of possibility. And then Sergachev comes out and just blows the doors down. And I wonder. Yeah, sorry, you got something to watch? No, I was just going to say, I mean, I was just going to agree with you, really. I think um, that is sort of a good comparison. I mean, obviously different kinds of players, but that's that's what's happening. Uh, Sandine, I mean, in Toronto, he never really got a real chance. He got put mm-hmm. on power play one a couple of times when Riley was out, but not really. It was just, it just didn't seem fair. It was like, oh, we've got this guy playing back there while Riley's out. Right. Um, and it seemed like he came in and that's the only thing that kind of worries me about him in Washington is he had a big chip on his shoulder when he got there with, uh, Carlson out, the door was wide open and God, it was ridiculous. Yeah. He went off. It, it was absolutely ridiculous for a while. Um, and then the whole team fell off. Like they definitely, it seemed like yeah. they had a talk in the locker room and they just said, you know what? We're giving Ovi a year off of the playoffs. We're going to take it <laughs> easy. Cause the whole, the whole, the breaks went on. Like the whole team stopped at, at a certain point. There was a, a six game stretch where they never scored more than two goals. Yeah. They just fizzled um, right out. So, and that's, you know, coincidentally, that's when Sandine slowed down and it's all when Carlson came back, which was very strange. Um, so even once Carlson came back, I mean, Sandine went down to like six points in his last 10 games, as opposed to like, he was on like a 180 point pace for a bit there. Um, so I don't know. It's very interesting. But like you said, he's a guy to watch. If you can grab him late, I would. I would take the chance as a guy you might end up dropping if things don't work out. But I just feel like somebody's going to go crazy and only think about that magical month, you know, or two weeks or whatever it was and draft him in like the ninth round or something. So I don't see the chances of getting him are very good in a lot of leagues. There's always that guy, right? Yeah, well, that's that's interesting. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, yeah, I'm not taking him unless it's like my – second to last pick or last pick but mm-hmm. I think that's a steal at that point but but I'm not reaching for Sandine because I'm not confident in yeah. the situation because um, he, yeah he needs for, he's getting he got more minutes even when he was on power play two in Washington so I like to see that and Sandine does other things right like he had 136 hits last year 87 blocks nice you know so he's he's doing that he's valuable in a category league so maybe you can value him a little higher there even if he doesn't get the power play one baked in but this i this is a player i think can really hit if he gets power play one like if he gets power play one we're looking at 55 points i think like pretty pretty simple you know um but power play two i think we're more in like the 40 45 range with sandine with obviously decent perifs but i hope he i hope he has a good season i hope he stays healthy and and gets over 20 minutes time on ice there um i would like to see him kind of take that power play over i love that he's done it already and that washington has seen him do it and they they feel comfortable with that right like he went out there and got the biz no problem right so um yeah good player i don't know we'll, we'll see what happens yeah i'm rooting for him actually I hope he does well. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, let's let's go, Rasmus Sandin. We're, we're Mike and Mike and Blake are rooting for you, buddy. All right, I'm sure that makes all the difference for him. He, I heard he listens to the show too. So shout out to Rasmus Sandin. There, there you go. go. 
Dude, it's my goal this year. I have to get shout outs. Um, over at Apples and Genos, we got uh, a shout out from Vincent Trocheck, which was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> this year, yeah, like he just he just introduced the show because we were talking about him. I was talking about him like ridiculous because I love Vinny Tro. Yeah. And then uh, Boone Jenner is the other guy who uh, this year, it's my goal. I got to get a shout out from Boone Jenner. So, Mike, if you know anybody who knows Boone Jenner, you let me know. Um, you know, I, we got to we gotta get some networking happening here. I got to get this man's information. <laughs> Because we're going to be I'll friends, all right? I'll see what I can do. I'll see what Buddy, I can do. Buddy, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, Mike, uh, awesome to have you here. Thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate it and uh, all the work that you guys do over there at Five Hole Fantasy Hockey. Um, you guys are killing it. Um, I saw you guys just gave out like a, a check for for the mental health. Um, um, what, what is, the, what is the, the charity that you guys use there with Five Hole for the mental health stuff? Uh, I believe it's co- just called Mental Health America. Um, right. TJ made the donation we basically every season we we have a patreon um where we've got some subscribers you get you get uh, uh some extra stuff bonus stuff more us some people oh, pay i'm a patron reason and i'm there i feel uh, yeah it's a good value um, everybody but uh so yeah what we do with that i mean we just take all that money and give it to a charity um we we feel like you know uh the story is, I might as well just tell it. Um, yeah, get into TJ, it. And, TJ and Zach uh, had a buddy who uh, they lost to mental health issues, uh, who it was a big part of their fantasy community. So a few years back, we just decided, you know, uh, to take the dozens and dozens of dollars and send them to uh, give them to um, <laughs> somebody who needs it more. So, right. yeah, we give it all to Mental Health America because we all really believe in, in that. Uh and um, yeah, so I think we well over a thousand bucks this year. We managed yeah. to give them, so so that was that felt pretty good. I love that, man. That is that just like I love talking fantasy hockey and doing this. But when when you got something like that, mm-hmm. um, that that you're doing as well, like it just it just makes it even better. You know what I mean? So I, yeah, I just really appreciate that you guys kind of bringing awareness to that. Um, and yeah, you guys are crushing. As I said, these guys got an insane Discord. You got to get in there because um, yeah, uh, uh, the fantasy NHL today Discord. You know we're we're. You know, we're, we're trying to be like the five-hole fantasy Discord, all right? But it's going to take a few years, all right? These guys are crushing. So I'll throw their uh, Discord link in the description as well. So if you're not already in there, you got to get your biscuits in there. Um, okay. And then, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, what's your Twitter there, Mike? I want to give uh, shout out your Twitter here as well. Mine is the Mike Rogerson. Some uh, real estate agent in Europe has Mike Rogerson. So the S- Mike Rogerson. Some Yahoo. The real Mike Rogerson. All right. Yeah. This is the one that matters. All right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, buddy. Thanks so much. I really appreciate that. Um, and we'll do another divisional series here soon. Mike, I'll have you back. Obviously, as we get closer to the season, we got to talk a bunch of stuff. Nice. We got to talk. We got to do drafts. Buddy, we got to get in some leagues together. I don't think uh, the one we're in is a playoff league and, and we're both getting killed. So, mm. um, you know, let's let's get let's 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 do it for real. All right. Let's yeah, get man. into it. Yeah, yeah we'll do it. Cool. All right, buddy. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Really appreciate your time. Celebrate your day. Bye for now. Thanks, buddy. A rational explanation is hardly necessary.